Welcome to another edition of San Joaquin Spotlight. This is a public affairs broadcast we're airing on CMAC, that's Comcast 93 and AT&T 99, in the Fresno and Clovis area. That's also airing on Talk Radio 1550 KXEX on the AM dial in the Central Valley of California. Finally, we're on podcast, Anchor FM, a Spotify uh, product, Spotify for podcasters. And you're listening to San Joaquin Spotlight. I'm your guest. I'm your host. I'm your host, Sevag Tatiosian, and we're recording out of the beautiful CMAX studios today. And you might hear some activity going on outside. They're in the middle of filming some things here in the studio. But our guest this week, and, and those of you who have listened to San Joaquin Spotlight for the many years we've been on, first of all, thank you for sticking with us. But you've heard me talk about, and I've had a number of guests talking about the Armenian Genocide. You've heard about my family's impact to the Armenian Genocide. And there is a new film out, new meaning it was released last year called Aurora Sunrise. And we've talked about Aurora Sunrise here uh, on, during the Armenian News Hour or the Armenian News Update, for those of you who tune into that. So our guest is Ina Sahakyan. She was actually the director of the Aurora Sunrise. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Sevak. It's my honor to be your guest, and I'm looking forward for an interesting conversation. Well, first of all, Congratulations. And as sad as the genocide is, I say congratulations because we thank you for doing this. So uh, it's been doing real well, which means it's been uh, done real well. So I know it's not a congratulatory thing, but I will say it. Congratulations on a film that gets the message of the genocide out. Yeah, our main goal was to speak about genocide, uh, mainly with non-Armenian audience. And I'm very happy uh, to say that the film has been screened in more than 70 festivals now. We have more than 15 awards. And so it, it's really going very good reviews. So it's really going <laughs> very well. So, One of the reasons I wanted to have you on now is because the local PBS station has a link where you can actually watch the video. So those of you with smart TVs, you can uh, go on and put the PBS app and sort search Aurora Sunrise and it'll come up. Or if you saw the link, maybe a friend or family member send you the link and the movie is on there. So first of all, thank you, PBS, right, Ina? I mean, that's great that they have it on. Perfect. Yeah, it was uh, like very uh great surprise when they choose it for this year it's in among the POVs uh documentary series and it's very very competitive program uh so it was a big honor that the film was selected and uh it has been on PBS from October 23rd and if I'm not wrong will be online until uh, January 23rd they will continue to show it time by time but the VOD will be available till the January 23rd. So I'll ask audience if they interested in the film, not to postpone it because it's short time left now. So let's talk a little bit about, before we get more deeper into the film, let's talk about 
you a little bit. So you work for this company and it's stationed in Armenia or talk a little bit about your background, what you're doing. And at the end of the conversation, you know, I want to ask, how did this come about? Um, it's it's a long story. <laughs> so, uh, yes, I born and lived in Armenia all my life. And uh, frankly speaking, I do not have a professional film education. So I graduated from Fine Art uh, Academy with uh, Art History and Theory degree, but very always was searching uh, like my path to the film industry and always loved documentaries so much. So for more than 20 years, I'm working with Bars Media. So Bars Media is one of the first independent uh, production companies in Armenia, uh, producing documentaries, and our films are traveling worldwide. So uh, Aurora Sunrise uh, is our third film that is on PBS. We had two other films, like years before, which was the story of people in war and peace, and uh, the last title of Dancer in Armenia, which also uh, I co-directed. Uh, so these films were already on PBS. So our kind of goal is to tell stories from Armenia to the wide audience and uh, and kind of share our culture, history, and uh, through this also bring Armenia on the map uh, of the international viewers. Uh, so uh, I did uh, Aurora Sunrise is my third feature length documentary. Before that, I did a lot of short documentaries, a lot of uh, TV programs for the Armenian television. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I started to work on Aurora Sunrise from 2014. So it was very long and heavy project uh, for several reasons, because uh, it was uh, despite the budget of the film is quite small for the U.S. Uh, markets, but for Armenia, uh, making animated documentary was very expensive, <laughs> like a hard <laughs> challenge. So starting from fundraising, a deep historical research that was needed for the film, uh, also like other like so many problems and also it was the first animation for our studio and basically first feature-length animated documentary in Armenia so we kind of learned a lot <laughs> while we were working on this film and the idea came uh, from um, we were working with Zorian Institute uh, Canada uh, for something else for 2015, which is, as you know, 100 uh, years memory uh, year for the Armenian genocide. And we were thinking how to use the testimonies of Zorian Institute, because if you know, Zorian Institute has more than 700 testimonies recorded with Armenian genocide survivors, and this is treasure. Uh, and that treasure was always kind of uh, questioning us how we can tell stories of our ancestors through this documented evidence, but also artistically. And while researching on that project, they suggested me to watch Aurora's interview. I didn't know that they do have also recorded testimony with Aurora Martiganyan, and that totally changed our perspective to the topic and our goals because she's such a strong and interesting character and her life story was so unique 
that we stopped to work on other projects and together with Zorian Institute, Bars Media started to develop our own Starrise and then like it took all this long journey until it was completed. And yes, by the way, I, and we'll get to it a little later on about Aurora and just what a strong-willed individual she was as according to the film. Now, one more question about film in Armenia. We've interviewed... Um, Miss Balutian, who did uh, the uh, movie in Armenian, Lost and Found in Armenia. We've interviewed Michael Gorgian, who just did some projects about Armenia. And now you with the animation film in Armenia. It sounds like Armenia is becoming this place where people from the U.S. are going to make films. Scenery is beautiful. Churches are beautiful. But it, I mean, is that a good place? If we have anybody interested in film listening to this program now, how good is it in Armenia to record and film and do uh, anything? So, of course, being Armenian, <laughs> my opinion will sound very subjective, but uh, it is amazing country with a beautiful landscape, rich culture, and which is very good uh, news for, for right now, top new news is that finally Armenian government uh, started to work on the tax uh, rebate, which is very important for the film industry. So when the film project, uh, especially from outside, spend uh, funding on filming in Armenia, they can get from 10 to 40% uh, cash back uh, from the expenses which is making it even more uh, interesting location for international filming. Uh, of course, there are problems as uh, the country is small, so it's very hard to get uh, equipment in some cases, depend what are you searching for, or uh, very good. I mean, there are a lot of professionals, but not many uh, who can really work with but that's that's the time issue i think with time more experience will fill that gap also so i'll definitely recommend uh, not only armenia stories but also the historical background many other stories can find place uh, to be filmed in armenia i'm still waiting and i can't wait because i know it's going to happen one day I can't wait for a medieval kind of story to be filmed in Armenia with the beautiful churches and the beautiful mountains. And I I'm still waiting for somebody to say, you know what, this is going to be a perfect place to shoot a king and queen type of film. So if anybody's listening to this audience, <laughs> this interview, filmmakers, go to Armenia, make your film. It's uh, And it's cheaper, you know, it's much, much cheaper uh, in reality, the industry and the daily budget for the filming. So it's basically win-win by a lot of means, but, uh, and it started, this tendency started, uh, so we hope that it will continue. So Aurora Sunrise now. So I watched it last night. I watched it with my wife and kids, and I know that this is a heavy movie, so I Parents out there, watch the movie on your own before you let your kids watch it. And uh, and I let my kids watch it. They're young, but I always have, from day one, have told them about the Armenian genocide and how it has impacted not only my family, but my wife's family. So, you know, the, and, and this movie, I thought, was good for them to watch. And, you know, I want one of the questions that my seven-year-old son has for you, Ina, is... 
did this cousin ever make it? Because in the movie, they talk about the cousin and the brother. And so uh, did is uh, before I forget his question, because I'll be tr in trouble if I go home. Did the cousin make it? Yeah, so your son most likely is my youngest audience up to now because we do not have rating, but I recommend film usually 13 plus audience. Uh, of course, depends on the kids. So thank you for, for this opportunity to have this young and brave audience. Uh, sadly, I do not have uh, information about the cousin, but I believe uh, and that's not unique case uh, because uh, while you work on this kind of film, you always also uh, research on a, a collective uh, histories or collective cases. So these type of stories we heard so many times that kids are uh, being raised and survived uh, through the Kurdish, even Turkish families, and they grow up safe and sound. It's hard to say if they keep their Armenian identity or not. Uh, some families do, some don't. Uh, but I believe that, of course, he survived because he was in a kind and loving hands with that Kurd family. Uh, but sadly, there is no more information uh, if they were uh, reconnected with the family or not. Uh, so. so Aurora came to the United States, but let's talk a little bit about her story. She had several brothers and sisters. Well, well you did the movie. I'm going to let you tell the story, even though it's fresh in my mind, because I just saw it. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> so Aurora had seven or eight brothers and sisters, and she ends up... What's unique is, is that someone warns the dad that, you know, in Istanbul, Constantinople, the Armenians are being rounded up. The dad doesn't listen to the warning and sticks around. Well, a few days later, the Turkish troops came, correct? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And they told them they had to move. So talk a little bit about Aurora's life as she's moving around, because, you know, she's a strong person to endure what she did and escape. So tell us a little bit about Aurora. Yes. So, Basically, the beginning of Aurora's story is quite similar as any other genocide stories that we have in our families and uh, is recording in testimonies. So people, first of all, people did not want to run, you know, uh, and then they were not expecting the, um, like, the scope of the atrocities that are going to happen. Uh, because they, of course, I mean, it, it, same is now, you know, same is now. Uh, like we have constant warnings that war can start in Armenia or in Artsakh, but people are continuing to leave because the strength of homeland is very important for any individual, especially any Armenian. So, uh, but what is unique in Aurora's personal story, what happens afterwards? Because if you go back, uh, like she was 14 years old kid and uh, she passed through nightmares. So two years of the uh, exile road uh, in the first two months, all her family members were killed in front of her eyes. She was sold to slavery several times. But what is different in her case, she was never obeying and she was never agreeing with her destiny. Sometimes by luck, 
but very often by her own choices and by her uh, by her acts, she was finding way out. And if you look, she was the most one of the most vulnerable groups, like fourteen year old kid. And uh, passing after all of that, I will not spoil the whole film. <laughs> so let the audience to to follow her journey, which is really unbelievable and very strong. Uh, and for me, it was very important to show to give voice to a strong Armenian woman and a girl who is not obeying. Uh, but for me, the most unique and surprising was her life in US because again studies show that uh, genocide survivors of war victims when they reach to the safe place in order to be able to move on with their lives and continue to to live and create and they usually try to forget about past uh, because it's very heavy to carry it always on your shoulder to kind of close that page in order to be able to start a new one in a new country. While Aurora not only choose not to forget, but also choose to retelling, retelling in the book, then for me, it's the strongest act of sacrifice when a young girl understanding how heavy for her should be psychologically to reenact in a fiction movie to agree in 1919 when she was only 17 years old, 17, 18 years old, to relieve all her pain again on the silver screen, having one big mission that the world will learn about Armenian genocide uh, and also that uh, the because of the revenues of the film should be addressed to help other orphans, other kids. So this act of sacrificing and doing everything that is in her power and above to help her nation and to serve to humanity was very unique in her story. And it and it's not Armenian; it's very universal. So that's I think that's one of the reasons that the film speaks to international audience because it's above nationality it's very like much about humans and humanity in general and human survival i love as sad as the story is and i wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy what i love about aurora is she never gave up and she just kept like you know i don't want to spoil the film either but let's do some station id and we'll come back and ask you some more uh, questions. You are listening to San Joaquin Spotlight, a public affairs broadcast airing on CMAC, Comcast 93 and AT&T 99 in the Fresno and Clovis area. You're also listening to Talk Radio 1550 KXEX on the AM dial in the Central Valley of California. And finally, you're listening to the podcast, Spotify for Podcasters, also known as Anchor FM, a Spotify product to the San Joaquin Spotlight program. I'm your host, Sebak Tatiosian, and we're talking this week about the Armenian Genocide. And for those of you who have listened to this program for a while, you know that I've brought this subject up. You know that my family are survivors, and I've talked about my grandpa and him leaving an audio tape at five or six years old with graphic things that you wish no kid sees. Our guest is Ina Sahakian. She is the director of the latest film called Aurora's Sunrise. It's on PBS right now. So those of you who 
want to go to the PBS app or you want to go to the link at the PBS website, you can watch it, but watch it fast because, you know, before you know it, it'll be taken down, not for a negative reason, but the time there is temporarily. Ina, let me ask you, why is it important for, and I'm throwing myself in the category because I'm a genocide survivor too, why is it important for us to keep telling these stories? I mean, this is a hard movie to watch. It's a sad movie to watch, although at the end, there's a little bit of triumph in that, you know, she she makes her way out, comes to the U.S., and I love the part where she finds the gun. Now, I'm not going to tell you anything else about the movie because I don't want to spoil it, but she finds the gun. And by the gun, if you watch the film, you know what I'm talking about. You know, why is it important for us to continue uh, you know, this? First of all, I, I I don't think that the film uh, is, I mean, the film is sad and heavy, but it's very bright at the same time. Because as I mentioned, it's winning of humanity over the all the darkness around. Uh, and she reached her goals, you know, she she helped kids and she find family members. I'm not telling more about all of this. Uh, so for me, the main goal was again to uh, to talk about the importance of keeping humanity despite all what is happening in the world. And this is not historical anymore because uh, very heavy for me to mention, but uh, right now the world is not a better place. And uh, for us Armenians, it's uh, even double, like I don't know, 100 times heavier this year when uh, Nagorno-Karabakh Armenians faced genocide again after nine months of uh, blockade and heavy shelling, 120,000 Armenians like this September had to flee from their homes. So the history is repeating. So And um, basically, if historical justice is not talked about and is not recognized, it will continue to repeat and repeat and repeat. Uh, so I really hope that these kind of films, uh, the same way as the films about Holocaust and the other genocides and the war crimes, give us chance to learn from history, to value for individuals their like thinking uh, the, and also maybe uh, to to stand as an example for the countries of the re-establishing uh, historical justice. Or... So it's it's very hard. I know it sounds romantic, but we do need to speak. We do need to speak about past in order today world also will become a bit better place. Uh, so. so the film is up. I mean, by the way, it's been getting a lot of great reviews. I mean, you've shown it at different festivals. What's the most, I don't want you to pick the best award, but what are the things, tell us a little bit about some of the awards it's received internationally. Yeah, regarding reviews, uh, I mean, we have hundreds, more than 100 reviews, and thank God all of them are positive. But the best for me, and of course for anyone uh, for you from US, was the uh, New York Times critic pick. So that was a really great achievement. I think it's the first Armenian movie ever that was uh, reviewed by New York Times uh, and was selected for critic pick. 
Uh, award-wise, we do have more than 15 awards. Uh, for me, very valuable are awards in human rights film festivals, uh, which we have two very, the most important in the world, basically. One is Movies That Matter, uh, which is in The Hug, and another one is Fifth Festival, which is in Geneva. So cities themselves also are kind of the, the most important for human rights. Uh, cities and these kind of awards also starting cultural uh, dialogues and uh, uh, like movements towards the human rights discussions uh, about the historical events and about current situation. So very, very important that the film will be recognized in these kind of um, platforms. Uh, but personally for me also are very important audience awards and we do have I think, if I'm not wrong, seven or eight audience awards worldwide in US festivals, in Australian festival, in Netherlands, so, uh, which is really great because that means that actual viewer who is coming and watching the film, not only professionals, are getting connected with her story, are empathy, are, are like worried about her life and value her life story and learn about uh, through her story about our past history. So, and, and you know how this happened. They watch the film, they vote <laughs> on the place and then festivals are calculating and festivals as big as have 300 films. <laughs> so that means a lot for me personally. And so glad that you made this film. So glad that it's being shown to the American audience members. We are running out of time this week on the program, but what what's next for you? I mean, is it another film on the genocide or is there another project you're working on? Uh, it's uh, I, I'm working now on two projects. One is, you know, I did uh, this film and my before this film, basically in parallel for a couple of years, I was working on a transgender story uh, from Armenia, which was again very heavy subject. So I I decided that after these two films, I'll try to do something light, <laughs> which was unexpected. I found a live documentary story, but of course with a lot of layers. It's light is surface in an elderly house in Armenia where elders uh, decided to stage Shakespeare and we are following uh, them from the first cast till if they will be able because there are many challenges but this is story full of hope love uh, like uh, human relationship so it, it's really unique uh, but at the same time, I cannot stay away from what is happening in, in Armenia. Uh, as I mentioned, the uh, the war and the recent genocide. And now I'm starting a new documentary. I can't say much about it because it's still in development. But having current day female character who is trying to reestablish justice current with current political uh, situation. But that's in very early stage, so it will be kind of continuation for Aurora. For uh, like, I, I want to finish with this. If you you recently watched it, so the last words of Aurora in the film, which come as an interview from her uh, from her testimony, is that she do not want revenge, but she's dreaming about justice. So more than hundred years past, justice not only is not established, but it's still repeating. So I want 
for me to, to to find answers why it is like this and through uh, another female character try to follow her while she's trying to change it and uh, find together well, answers. anytime you want to come back to talk about any of your projects you're more than welcome again it's a sad occasion because of the genocide but also congratulations and i know some people may get mad at me for saying that because it comes from uh, a negative kind of movie or genocide but I think I say congratulations because I'm so glad as a genocide survivor, you know, I've got skin in this game too. And I'm so glad that you've done it. Congratulations again. Thank you for being a guest on the program. Thank you so much, Taiwan. That's all for this edition of San Joaquin Spotlight. Thank you to our audience members listening to this broadcast on Talk Radio 1550 KXEX on the AM dial. To those watching on CMAC, Comcast 93 and AT&T 99 in the Fresno and Clovis area. We're recording out of the beautiful CMAC studios in downtown Fresno. And thank you to those listening to the podcast. I was your host, Sevag Tatiosian. Our guest was Ina Sahakian, director of Aurora's Sunrise, now available on the PBS app and on PBS Link. Tune in next week to a new edition This program was made possible in part by FaceLogic Essential Skin Care and Spa in Clovis.